0: We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my dear one, my darling, how are you on this fine and fabulous day? I hope you are feeling great. Um here's a question for you, something for you to think about and to consider. So what gets you out of bed in the morning? What motivates you? And what is the energy that's propelling you throughout your day? Is it fear or is it faith? Is it anxiety or tranquility? Is it joy or obligation? Is the wind at your back are you sailing along or are you pushing yourself upstream? Is your life drudgery? Or celebratory. In the past, I felt like I had to do things I didn't want to to survive. I didn't love my job, didn't really like myself, and I definitely wasn't loving my life. Looking back, the fuel in the engine of my life at that time was the fuel of fear, worry, and scarcity. And this kind of fuel eventually runs dry. At least it certainly did for me. Reminds me of something Jesus said: "Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance." Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. At one point, it seemed everything was taken from me. My job, my fiance, my health, my friends, my finances. It was a pretty rotten place to be. So what I've learned and witnessed is a big breakdown can translate to an authentic breakthrough. When you're at the end of your rope, utterly down and out, And on your knees, you're in the perfect position to pray. And pray, I did. I told God, I want to come home. I'd made such a mess of my life. And I was pretty confident it was impossible to get back on track. But I heard something interesting. And I felt something kind of amazing. It was like I was being assured that as long as I was breathing, as long as any of us are still breathing there is hope. And what I now know is rewiring from fear to love is really the purpose of our lives, the journey of the hero, and what the spiritual path is all about. Something else I've learned is that it's far more difficult to learn than to know, and more challenging to create a habit than have a habit. For example, it's harder to get fit than stay fit. It's more challenging to learn math than to know math. It's more unpleasant to get your house clean if it's messy than to keep it clean once you've done it. So much of what I needed to do, and now what I like to help others do, is cleaning out their internal reality of fear, unworthiness, healing up past hurts, and creating new healthy habits of self-love, self-care, self-respect. And this includes qualities of courage, discipline, and commitment. It's not necessarily easy or fun. But once we create these habits, it's sort of like we right our ship and live a life that is far more pleasant, prosperous, and enjoyable. So imagine, if you will, an ocean liner or a freight train going a particular direction with a fair amount of momentum. If it's going a direction that we don't want, to stop, pivot, or change this direction is going to take some effort. Another analogy is that like a river that is going down a particular path or groove in a mountain, and if you want to redirect this river, it's going to take some effort, some time. And I've heard it said and believe it's true. Our brains, the, the grooves in our brains are actually pathways. So as we want to redirect our lives and we want to rewire from fear to faith or from victim to empowered or from poverty to prosperity, it's sort of like having to take a shovel at a time. You know, they say eating an elephant, it's like one bite at a time. If we want to create a new groove in our brain, it's one step at a time. And as much as I wanted to find and wanted to believe that there could be shortcuts, there really wasn't. And that's probably a good thing. We don't want to rewire all at once or overnight. We don't want to put like um, a 220 through a 110 when you're dealing with voltage and electricity. It's better to go slow and steady to create a new solid foundation so that when we build the house of our dreams, it's not on sand. And I had done that before. I gotten everything I thought I wanted and everything looked pretty great from the outside looking in, but it wasn't on a solid foundation. It was like a house of cards that eventually fell to the ground. So this is really about creating a new foundation. It's about cleaning the closets out, and the um, home of our lives. It's about getting into your subconscious mind, cleaning, clearing, healing, and rewiring for what you want—for faith, for love, going from fear to love. So it really is about assuming a learning orientation to life. It's about opening our hearts, and this can be a challenge if we've experienced a lot of hurt and heartbreak, it's very natural to build walls around our hearts. And I hear people say this, and I used to say it. It's like, well, I'm afraid of getting hurt. So they make themselves not available to life. It's like, okay, so you're going to hurt. What's the worst that's going to happen? You cry and you get over it. But we have such a fear. We have such a fear of being hurt abandoned and betrayed. And this is often because we've experienced it in our lives and we want to protect ourselves from experiencing it again. So we build these walls around our hearts, which ends up creating this experience of separation, disconnection, and a foundation of fear in our lives. And sometimes it's not until the house of cards falls, our dream house comes apart Things um, are dismantled that we open our minds and our hearts to another possibility. So to go from victim consciousness to empowered. First of all, if if one is in victim consciousness, they're disconnected. This is an ego-based posture. It's trying to create our lives from separation, maybe from um, trying to control or believing they know. This is um, a way that we move further and further away from our soul and is it's a downward descent. If one is empowered, they are fueled by love, connection to their soul, co-creation, and faith. This is the upward ascent. And this is where the law of increase can start to work for them. For one that has, more will be given. For one that does not have, even that will be taken away. So if one's on a downward descent, that's victim consciousness, it's ego, it's separation. And if we want to ride our ship and move the direction of co-creation, empowerment, faith, and that upward ascent where even more will be given to you, this, again, is the journey of the hero. This is again, choosing to dismantle the walls around our hearts and becoming open, becoming open and assuming that learning orientation. We are here to grow as souls. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. And in order to uh, make the most of this human experience, We need to open our minds and hearts to learning. So what are we here to learn? We're here to learn and remember the truth about love. So sometimes in order to learn about something, we have to have resistance. It's like, again, if we're going to work out, you want to get fit, you need some resistance. And maybe you don't go into the gym and start immediately working with two or 300 pound weights. You start with five and then maybe increase it to 10, and then maybe increase it to 12, and then 15. And slow and steady is what's going to get us fit, right? We don't start um, not knowing about math and then taking calculus, right? We have to start with the basics and then expand and build on that. So for me, again, this was about my house of cards coming down, that beautiful dream house built on sand coming down. I ended up on this, on um, the sand with on my knees and having these on authentic conversations with God saying, I want to come home. I've ruined this completely. It's it's a mess. I I have to I have to get out of here because this is just hell on earth. I couldn't get any further away from God than I was. And again, this is why I think many of us have that dark night of the soul and fall to our knees. And it can be an incredible blessing. It can open our minds to another way of being. It can support us in having those really authentic conversations with that something greater. A friend of mine said to me, Tammy, there are no atheists in foxholes. When you're at the front lines and you're in a war zone, you know, even if you didn't believe in God before, you're going to start having those conversations. God, in case you're there, if you're listening, if you actually exist, will you please help me? And because we live on a planet of free will and choice, it's important that we extend that invitation. God loves us so much. He allows us to have the experience of creating our lives from that posture of separation and tell, We choose to turn our face back to God and say, you know what? I need some help. I don't want to do this alone anymore. And so there's a lot of different kinds of um, things going on here. There's younger souls. There's um, older souls. There's infant souls. There's wise, enlightened souls on planet Earth. So the rules of the game can look very different as we you know, observe those around us. It's like, well, it doesn't seem fair. This person doesn't have integrity and yet they seem to be doing just fine. They seem to be having a great time. And I think as a younger soul, that can be the case. It's sort of like, if you think about kindergarten, that's a lot of fun, at least in my experience, it was. It's a lot of uh, playtime and uh, some naps and refreshments. And, you know, we got, a lot of freedom to play. It's like, what do you want to play with? You want to play with clay? You want to paint? You want to, you know, and and somebody was cleaning up the messes for us. But as we get a little older and uh, we come back, it's like, we have to start learning the things that aren't so much fun. Third grade wasn't nearly as much fun for me as kindergarten. And junior high was even less fun. High school, that was zero fun. (laughs) And I longed for kindergarten. But it's sort of like we get older, we mature, and we have to learn. And again, it's harder to learn than to know. So as a younger soul, we're here having fun and making messes. But then eventually, we have to come back. We have to clean up our messes. And it's time to take greater responsibility, the ability to respond. And I believe anything we do we're going to come back and get to experience anything we put out. We're going to be on the receiving end. So say for instance, as a young soul, you know, you think, well, I, that person has money and I want money. So I'm going to steal their money (laughs) and you get away with it. And things are all good for a while, but you're going to come back and eventually be on the receiving end of whatever you've done. Those who steal will be stolen from those who betray will be betrayed. And, It's not that much fun to be on the receiving end of these things. And it can be confusing because we're born with veils over our eyes. We don't necessarily remember. Well, I was a burglar in a past life. I was an abuser in a past life. I was a perpetrator in a past life. So maybe we come back in a a subsequent life on the receiving end of what we've put out there and we come back as a maybe humble or shy or meek human being and we're taken advantage of and it doesn't make any sense. Learning about hypnosis and past life regression was so helpful for me to really get that higher perspective, that that greater understanding that, you know what, it actually is fair. There's a higher order that we don't necessarily see from this human experience. And I asked one of my teachers once, Why can't we remember? It seems like the odds are really stacked against us because we can't can't recall what we've done. And they explained it to me in this way, and it made a lot of sense. We are here to learn and to grow, and it's not an open book test. If it was, it would be too easy. That kind of made sense to me. It wasn't designed to be easy but it makes it more satisfying and fulfilling and real when we finally learn our lessons. It feels so real to be in this skin suit on this planet. That sense of separation, that sense of fear, it feels so real. The stakes feel so high. My sense is once we transition, and if we're hanging out with the angels, we can look at this reality and have immense compassion and think to ourselves, Why don't they get it? It's so easy. We're all just love. And if we remembered that while we're in our bodies, the stakes wouldn't be as high. We wouldn't learn as much. We wouldn't be taking it as seriously. We wouldn't be necessarily compelled to learn or grow or heal or ascend. Sort of like we need those five-pound weights and then those 10-pound weights. And then eventually we're lifting really heavy weights and it's not that hard because we've created new habits we've carved new grooves we've expanded and increased in our awareness and our wisdom and our knowledge but it's hard before it gets easy it's hard before it gets easy i remember once when i was studying with this healer i said why is it so hard why is it so hard And he said, You know, Tammy, people probably look at you and think, Oh, she's got it so easy. She's got it so easy from the outside in. It looked like that. And he goes, But what we can't see when we're looking at you or another soul is what level they're at. It's like you're here getting your master's degree in being human, and things are going to get harder. The incline gets steeper. But if we participate with the process, if we say yes, I want to learn and to grow, to heal and to ascend. That desire, that question, that invitation assures that there will be guides, angels, teachers, healers on this side of the veil and the other side of the veil that are going to support us with that intention. And I set that intention. And for a while, it seemed like things got even harder. (laughs) I was like, gosh, what, what is going on here? God, why why are things so challenging? And what I heard was a question. What were your intentions again? And I said to heal, to grow, to ascend, you know, to clear my karma, to become enlightened. He goes, that's a pretty significant request. But my sense is we're going to do it now or we're going to do it later. Are we going to cooperate with the process or are we going to kick the can down the road? And I was pretty clear I'd kicked the can enough and I want to get serious. And so I did. And again, the right teachers, the right healers, the right information just started to show up, just started to come to me. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the things we can do to write our ship, to carve the new grooves in our brain, to clean up our, our inner reality and create new positive ascending healing habits. And for me, I really wanted to claim this in a very grounded way. And I can look back now and I, I find these journals that I used to write in. And there were a couple of them, there were a few of them where I did this invitation intention And I would suggest this to anybody who wants to create um, a new way of being for themselves that want to go higher in their consciousness or experience a more joy-filled, love-based, faith-fueled life. Get a journal and write things down. Write down your invitation, write down your goals, your desires, and your intentions. It's been said, and I believe it's true, that writing things down is the greatest predictor for success. And I think why this is is that you know on the ethereal level, on the spiritual level, level we're all prosperous, we're all love-based, we're all you know having a great time. But we want to experience those qualities here in our um, physical bodies on this planet. So it's sort of like when we write down our intentions, it can give roots in this world to um The things that are are inherent or divine nature. So what is it that you want? What is it that you want? Claim this for yourself and write it down. And something I did often and I still do is inviting God in. You know, I would say, God, I don't want to do this alone anymore. I want to co-create. I'm inviting you into every aspect of my life into every aspect because really at one point no aspect of my life was working I wanted to invite God into my body so I could have more vibrant um, health physical health I wanted to invite God into the area of my finances because I had none <laughs> I wanted to invite God into my relationships because well there weren't any relationships I was alone <laughs> so um again I was I was an atheist I was in the for a while and then in a foxhole. And so I decided I need to try things different. I need to radically do things differently. And so this was opening my mind and heart to this relationship with the something greater. And boy, am I glad I did. So write things down. Maybe set your intentions. Do this spiritual invitation What are your goals? What are your desires? Write them down. Give them roots in physical world reality. Next, set the intention to find the right teachers, the right healers, the right um, way showers. What is it that you want to learn and from who? Find those that are the living examples of the kind of life that you want to live. And I believe when the student's ready, the teacher appears. That's how this work works. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is such a great way to clean and clear and heal the content in our subconscious mind and in the closets of our lives. So who do you need to forgive? And I, process that I loved that I felt was so effective is the um, practice of Pono, -pono. And it's four phrases. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And as I would say this, different people would come to my mind, And I would just imagine thanking him for the lessons because again, we're here to learn. It's about learning. So any challenge is an opportunity for learning. So forgiving all of those that I perceived that have done me wrong, really realizing that in a past life, I was on the other side of this. And if we don't forgive, it's sort of like we become the victim and then the perpetrator. And this pendulum swings back and forth until we're finally free. Forgiveness is what helps us get free. I can't recommend this enough. So gratitude. Number four, gratitude. Counting our blessings and looking for things to be grateful for. Again, he who does not have will have less. He who has will be given more. If we are grateful, if we are counting our blessings, we will be given more And more to be grateful for. So yes, write things down, set your intentions, look for books and teachers to support you. Look for those that have gone before you. Clean up your inner reality forgiveness and a Pono Pono. Count your blessings. Look for things to be grateful for. And then get into the feeling state of living this life you love with your gas tank filled with a fuel of joy. What might this look like? And more importantly, what does this feel like? Get into the feeling state. Explore the possibility. And then start and end your day with this feeling state. Pray, meditate. Guided meditations are really helpful if you have a problem with meditating. Review your day at the end of the day. What did you do that you were proud of or that you can acknowledge about yourself? What could you have done better? And what did you learn? What did you learn? So these are some of the things that I've done to right my ship, to clean up my inner reality and create this solid foundation. A life fueled by love a life fueled by a connection. And things were hard until they got easy. I've carved new grooves in my brain. I've redirected the river and I'm living a life I love. And now my intention is to be of service and pay this forward. And I hope there's something here today that resonated for you, that opened your mind a little bit, that opened your heart a little bit, and perhaps some practices you might want to play with and experiment with on your own to really claim this love-based faith-based, co-creative, exquisite life that you deserve, that is yours by divine right. And all you have to do is claim it and get into alignment with it, line up with it and receive it. You are a gorgeous, exquisite, glorious spiritual being having this human experience. And I hope you are starting to enjoy it, maybe really enjoying it. And know that you are loved, you are seen, you are respected, you are adored, and you are supported. And if there's anything I can do for you, please be in touch, TammyBPhD.com. Download my free guided meditation. And know if you have any questions, thoughts, prayer requests, I'm here to support you. God bless you. Take good, gentle care of yourself. Onward and upward. Bye for now.